Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we will study God's Word. Good morning, PCC. We seem a little low this morning. Let's try again. Good morning, PCC. Yeah. You know, maybe what you need to do is grab your kid's packet and steal the Cheez-Its. And that'll maybe get you a little going this morning, or maybe the lollipop. Sometimes I wish I was a kid again, actually. I've never got packets like this when I was a kid going to church. This is for kids today. Kids, we're so glad you're with us. It's really our elementary kids and up that are with us today. Can we just clap for the glory of God and kids? And kids and adults, as we begin today, we're kicking off this Lenten season. Our series is called I Am. I hope you're wondering where that's taking us because I want you to ponder and wonder a lot, whether you're online with us today or in-house. We're just glad you're here because we have an opportunity to journey from this day forward to the celebration of Easter as we head towards April. And kids, as we kick off this series in adults, it reminds me about when I was a kid. I was actually a kid, you know, I'm 55 now, but I was a kid a, a while back. And the reality is I had these questions that I would ask my mom after my bath. I don't know why it always came up after my bath, but I would be wrapped in a towel, and sometimes they'd put me, sit me on the toilet, the lid would be closed, and we would actually trim my toenails, because that's what moms do. They're the trimmer of all toenails, all right? And I would ask my mom really odd questions about God. Like, Mom, how does the sun stay secure? and not just come and burn us all up. Well, Brian, God made it secure, so we'd light by day and we'd be heated. Well, what about the moon, Mom? How come we don't just bang into the moon? Well, Brian, the moon's there because it gives us light at night and it speaks, helps us see the vastness uh, and reminds us of God at night. Well, Mom, how about who created God? And on that one, she always hesitated, always hesitated. And I would come back to that question. Well, who created God, Mom? Well, God did. <laughs> and that was the best answer I ever got from her. What are your questions about God? Which ones, when you ask them, they make you ponder and they take you in your mind into the heavenlies? The question we're asking during this season is this. What does God mean when he calls himself the I Am? It's an interesting phrase. We said it in our response oral prayer this morning that Scott led us through, but we might not be sure what that means. What does it mean when God actually calls himself the I am? And what's the implications for us with regards to that in our own walk with God? It first comes up during the story of Moses. Most of us know the story of Moses. Moses was a kid that was saved from really the slaughter uh, from Pharaoh, and he was floated down a little river, and he ended up in Pharaoh's court, and he's raised in this high-end culture of the Pharaoh who's in charge of all of Egypt and is really against the Jews. But then one day, Moses has a bad day. He realizes he's in this tension where he's a Jew, and he sees the Egyptians persecuting Jews, and he kills an Egyptian who's battling with another Jewish person. And then he exiles himself. He exits stage left so that he's not found. And for 40 years, he goes and wanders and creates a life for himself out in the middle of nowhere. But then there's a burning bush one day, and God gets his attention. And it is here where he begins to wrestle with God, because God's calling him to something new. 
And this is what he says. And if you open up your Bibles, kids, jump in, get your parents uh, to their pew Bible, page 58. Parents, get on your phones, wherever you access your Bible, if you brought one today. Go to Exodus 3, 13. Exodus 3, 13. Here we are at the burning bush. God is speaking. Moses has the nerve to debate with God. But doesn't that also say something about God? and how he wants to relate with us, and he's willing to hear it from us in many ways. I actually think it's a good thing. But on page 58 in Exodus 3, 13, here's what it says. Moses says to God, well, suppose I do go to the Israelites. I think that's so interesting. God is calling Moses to go do something, and Moses has the nerve to use, well, well, suppose I go. Let's just talk about what this might look like, God. But don't we all do that? And doesn't that actually give you a little confidence that God is willing to wait on you and let you have some of the supposed moments in your life? But suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of our fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? So what should I tell them when the Israelites, our own people, ask me who you are? Because I need some street cred here to get their attention. And this is what he says. God said to Moses, I am who I am. When I first read that, that's not really helpful to me. That's a little confusing. What do you mean by that? This is what you're supposed to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. That wording, I am, when you get behind it, You can see the definitions on the screen and maybe take a picture of this because this is the definition I want you to hold and wrestle with and ponder from now until Easter as we go through the seven I am statements that Jesus declares. But when he says I am, he is saying this, I am the creator of all existence. He's declaring I am the all-sufficient one. I am the all-knowing one. I am self-existent. This is where my mom, if she would have answered the question, yes, son, God made himself. He is the one who created all things. He came from his own being. He is self-existent. Now, at that age, I probably couldn't even comprehend that, but I would have thought to myself, wow, wow. But mom, who made God? No, son, God made God. And I would have been stuck wrestling with that. And that's what she told me. But we as people so easily forget that, don't we? I love where it says in Revelation, it redescribes this. It describes God as what? The Alpha, the Omega. The one who is, the one who is, who was, and who is to come. Always present, the one of his own existence. How would you describe to somebody this week what it means when God declared, he is the I am. That's what I want you to wrestle with and begin to be in awe and wonder. And then what does that mean? Fortunately, here's what happened. Jesus came as God in body. The formal term is incarnate. And Jesus blew the minds of another set of Jewish people, the Pharisees. So I think it's so interesting God is talking to a Jew named Moses, and then 
it switches in the New Testament, and this is where I want you to go to John 8.53. Kids, in the Pew Bible, it's 1,074. So flip to John 8.53, Pew Bible, 1,074. Remember, God talking to a Jew, Moses. Now it flips, Jesus, God, talking to a group of Jews who are now against him. There's another debate going on here. And this is where Jesus drops, drops this name. You might not have seen that this is in the New Testament, but this leads us to where we're headed today. He says in John 8, 53, this is the Jews battling Jesus, the Pharisees. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Jesus, a little later in the dialogue, says this, Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this is verse 58 and 59, chapter 8, Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, Before Abraham was born, I am. And when those Jewish leaders would have heard him declare the words, I am, this is blasphemy. This is like me saying today, up here amongst you, I am God. Or, hey, I've been pondering it, and today... I think I'm actually the second coming of Jesus. Okay, what, what would you do with that statement, all right? Uh, I think we need to talk to your wife. Uh, how much longer does he have here? Actually, not much time, so that's a good thing. But what are we going to do over the course of the next month? Because he has just declared that he is the I am. That's how profound this is. This is a jaw dropper. This is a stone picker upper. Because that's what happened next. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus somehow hid himself, slipped away from the temple grounds. It is actually the gift that Jesus said he was the I am. Because he, not, he just didn't hold that lofty idea before them, but he lived it out. And later on, he would say to his disciples, all throughout the ministry. You can see this in each of the Gospels. Hey, who do they say I am? So he would use I am in that way. Who do they say I am? Hey, Peter, who do they say I am? Hey, Mark, who do they say I am? And then throughout his ministry, he would declare these seven statements about who he was so that the lofty macro concept of the God of all existence could be understood in the way he would live it and declare it. When he would say this, I am the bread of life, and I will nourish and provide for you. I am the light of the world, and I will give you the light and the darkness, and you will not get lost if you follow me. I am the gate, and if you enter in, there is this pasture beyond pastures that if you walk in it, it is glorious. And there will be some valleys, but I promise you I will be with you. And I am the good shepherd, and sometimes I will discipline you, but I am so good that I will guide you in the best pathway for your life, and I will advise you, and I will watch over you. And then he went on to say, I'm the vine. Would you just stay attached to me? Because I am the God of all existence. I am the God of all being. I am the God of all knowledge. And like a grape is attached to a stem that's attached to a greater vine that, gives you, that provides nourishment and makes it flourish, will you just stay that connected with me? And then he said, I am the resurrection. I can bring you from death to life no matter what's happened to you. And there will be a day when you actually die, but you will live. And then probably my favorite, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. 
And will you follow me into that and experience revival and restoration like no other? Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that glorious? That's why there's a thousand names. There's a thousand names, but these seven are what we're going after in these next, really, seven weeks as we head to Lent. They're all in the book of John. You can look them up yourselves. I encourage you this week, this is what you should do. Pick one I am statement each day and just sit in it and ask God, God, what do you want to show and reveal me about this statement? And then each week after that, we'll take specifically, like next week, I'm the bread of life. We'll unpack that deeply and you can go into that. We have video uh, curriculum that you can access to walk yourself through. There's study guides for this. Folks, I am asking you to open your soul up to the great I am and let him expose you to who he is in a way you may have never before and allow one of these statements, at least one of them, to mark you and that becomes something you hold on to and it guides you. This morning, what we want to do is actually help you experience this. We have seven stations throughout um, the worship center today. And we have everything from up front here uh, to experience really the resurrection. We have stations, a station here of ashes where you can come and receive ashes and be told again that you came from ash and you'll go back to ash, but you uh, can live again with Jesus. We have a communion station over here where you can experience the bread of life. This is a self-serve bread of life station just to come to re, be re-reminded of who he is. In the back, we have then multiple stations that play out all the other I am's, everything from vines to a gate uh, to experiencing the good shepherd to a station where I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you need restoration, if you need healing, if you want to pray and have prayer for revival that's been ongoing throughout our country right now, starting from Connecticut, go back there and receive prayer. This is a time for you to engage and experience the great I am. Families, it's very accessible with your kids today. So you may not get to all the stations, but I want to encourage you to at least get to one to begin to experience what we're wanting folks to live into during this Lenten season. So let me pray first. The band comes up. They'll play a song. Once the song is finished, go and experience the great I am. Father in heaven, we thank you today that you are the great I am and we are not. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness when we declare that we are the I am. I am in control. I am wanting things only my way. I am in charge. I am afraid and I won't move. Lord, thank you that your I am is greater than our I am. Lord, may we walk today into these stations and experience you in a richer way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.